Welcome guys uh, to another another day. If uh, we were sitting in chairs in front of each other, some people would be from the future and some people would be from the past. I would remain the same. That's an interesting concept for me to wrap my head around. I thought maybe um, to try to improve it, I'd come up with like a an introduction and uh, I just can't seem to settle on one but this is DDODM and we talk about DDO I like to put the Dungeons and Dragons first and Dungeons and Dragons online I like to focus on it. last episode we kind of talked about a more Boy, I don't know, that's uh, a different way to uh, approach character creation. Uh, we could continue that theme today, I'm not sure if we will. I had another, uh, my lesson plan for today uh, was uh, completely different, and then I guess I kind of scrapped it at the last moment. It was good, uh, it was interesting, I thought, but I just, uh, my heart wasn't in it. And um, that's... That's no fun. <laughs> it's no fun to talk about something when your heart's not in it. I thought about um, continuing, uh, maybe just talking about the character we created yesterday. Uh, the, the Sorrowful Moon, right? That's what we, we decided on. I, th I, th I thought about um, what... What maybe um, I, I thought um, I thought we'd continue talking about it, but I, I guess, you know, when I, I started thinking about it, the meta in me started taking over, and I started going through, you know, the level grind that you go through every life, and the whole point of that particular episode yesterday was to step back and approach Dungeons & Dragons Online, DDO, as Dungeons & Dragons Online. It's interesting because the game itself has gotten to a point where... I think that sentiment is there among each player in a different way. The creativity and the um, that wonderment, I think, about um, Dungeons and Dragons going on adventures and whatnot. I think that exists in the player base. It's just interesting that all the content I peruse, a lot of it has to do with uh, numbers and in best, best in slot. Best enhancement, best, you know, best gear. And that's to be expected. I mean, it's a video game, right? I mean, you need to have a, a goal, an achievement, right? I don't always, um, boy, those sirens are 
they're gone. I don't I don't know where to take the conversation because I totally agree with the concept that while you're playing a video game you want to have the best stuff. It's not and I don't I can't articulate my point as far as I guess I don't even know because I'm you know I was playing today and I love um, I don't mind uh, there was one there was a time in my DDO career here probably 2011 and, and pre that 2011 that I uh, had to be at the top of the kill count every single quest whether we were zerging whether we were messing around it just didn't matter I didn't always make it there, but I had to try, you know, the XP, you hit X and the XP sheet for the quest comes up and there's the kill count. I had to be number one. Um, I don't know. I, we were playing the game, I was playing the game today and I was trying to think of a topic, right? And what I thought, what I thought of was how much I, I just couldn't get over how much I just love that acolyte, and I'm I'm, I'm pleased that there are not many <laughs> people that do, because I want to be special too. And if nobody likes it, I'll take it. <laughs> it can be mine. So I was having a great time playing it, and I was playing a lot of quests on Reaper One, and I was soloing a lot. I had to. LFM up, but I was, you know, as you do, you have the LFM up and you wait for people to join. And I'm trucking along pretty good. I don't need any help. Um, but that's not the point. I want to experience the game with other players. So a couple more people come. And for the veterans here that are listening, I'm sure you know what happened. Um, they raffle stomped right past my kill count and just kept, you know, they just. I mean, I could barely... I was keeping up with them just fine, but I wasn't... You know, I wasn't... They were catching up to me in kills, so... I think that has a little to do with some of the mechanics. I've been paying close attention to the uh, streams and... <coughs> pardon me, I have a, an allergy thing. So, I'm paying close attention to the streams and some of the things that guys say on it, and I, I think that part of the like the DPS kill issue in a group scenario with the um, with the Acolyte is those beams, they kind of take a second to work. And if you, it, and I don't have the timing quite down, but there's a delay before the DPS occurs, before the damage is rolled on the monster. So usually in that time, they die. <laughs> I might see some numbers pop, but... It's like, you know, I, it's like I brought them down to one hit point kind of thing, right? It's like, it, it's just not not quite enough. I, um... I haven't really... I've spent a lot of time playing it, and I can't say if it's... I can say that some of that can be overcome with gear, but I don't know. When I say that, I'm, I'm okay with it, and I don't need them to mess with it anymore, but... You know, it's... Notice everybody else that I'm playing with is, uh, I mean, like sorcerers, and I mean, they just are, it's, I, 
they're so there's so much damage they're like one little damage ball and they're just button after button after button of slaughterhouse um if you're a new player and you're listening to this you would um please uh, uh forgive me but this is not really a rant this is just uh i'm, I'm trying to find the topic for today and I want to talk about something positive, like how much I love the Acolyte and how much I love the community. And I love that they love to uh, get in there and, 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 and murder bad guys. That's a lot of fun. Bunch of murder hobos all together. Um, and I don't know, if, is it quest design? Is it... Um, you know, I was thinking today, I was driving home from work, and, you know, I spend a lot of time, and I think a lot of other players do, thinking about what what I want next you know what I want to play next and I think I'm going to change how I'm thinking about the game and um, I can articulate that I think I'm going to start thinking of enemies and their and the encounters the enemy encounters but I'm, I'm at a loss because I don't know anything about AI or AI tech at all so I can't, you know, any suggestion I give would be like pulling, you know, it's like a kid, kid drawing a, 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 you know, a spaceship, like, hey, we should build this, it's cool, I, I don't know anything about it, so it's cool, but <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's, it's reality. Because I was thinking, with all this power we have, I remember... I ran across a couple of conversations talking about the old days and you know I remember web was a big spell remember back then you, you cast web strength check whatever mobs can't pass it most of them can't until you get to the ogres right um I was thinking there's there's not a whole lot of that um it's all um I mean there, you know I know there was in some of the higher reapers and I, I remember going back when it was like epic elite and epic hard when those were were like this the end game type stuff I remember the, you know the mass holds and the fascinates and whatnot those were key to quest completion but I actually remember running my bard through um uh, chamber of Ryum. I'm recalling this now Never was important. Like I used to have, uh, like when the cap was twelve, I made sure I had the, you know, the, the enhancements for fascinating the golems and the undead, and that was huge in that quest, and it made it really fun to play. But that quest was kind of interesting, right? I mean, we when we came up with that character yesterday, and we made an argument for listening, the listen skill. I remember. I remember when I was playing my ranger through the quest, and the, I remember he had that listen, the, the narrative prompt. Like, he, he he passed the listen check, and he was able to get the narrative prompt about the, you know, the friggin' floor is going to break. <laughs> nah, that was cool, man. That was that was cool. I, I don't know, like, I guess, um, so, let me set up the scenario. So, it's, uh it's a, it's a it's a four pointed hallway right and you're in the middle and there's four hallways and they all go in different directions and then we take the middle there and we 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 make the middle a big room and then there's four hallways 
And in this room, there's the four players and where we come in one way and so we contend with three directions. And the bad guys pour in and we know which door the bad guys are going to come in the most. So everybody concentrates their DPS on the, where they can get the most kills. And then wrapping up the other guys is very easy. You know, the other couple of mobs that straggle in. I wish there was a way to... I don't know, like... A better... I don't know, man. I, I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin, because... Where do you begin? This has got to be the problem they run into. You know, I... I, I feel bad for the melees. <laughs> Because no matter what, right, no matter what with the melees, um, <laughs> they're not hitting 45,000, you know, 45k fire breaths, you know, every five seconds, <laughs> you, you know, they, you know, they get the trip and they, they, they might hit you for 10k kind of thing. I, I know people can, I'm just saying, as a rule of thumb, you know, they'll, they'll never have that kind of, I hit that one button and then, you know. I tagged, you know, six guys and they died. I moved ten feet and I tagged another six guys. They're, they'll never have, no matter what standing stone games give them, they'll, they'll never have that kind of firepower. So it's just, it's not like I want anybody to get nerfed or that I think, um, whether I think, I think there should be like, like these reapers are just not it's not, not cutting it you know they're, they're kind of like a cheap mechanic right but the champions all those are kind of interesting and I don't I don't have all their you know their their names and types memorized but but what you know what, what if we made them a little bit more dangerous because it doesn't take much to to upset a player you know, if you were knocked down for three seconds or knocked out, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, in in the game. And if you like saw that champion coming, and that champion had a name like he was the Knockout King, he was Mike Tyson, and you saw him coming out of the side thing, you 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 would not be trying to worry about the kill count. You'd be worried about I don't want to knock me out. So it doesn't have to be. Like, the threat to the player doesn't always have to be murder. doesn't always have to be necessarily a loss of hit points. It can just be a timeout. But then you have to be careful with that because they're trying to play a game. And you want to, quote-unquote, have consequences for their actions. But you don't want it to feel too punishing. But this is why I really like the champion's idea. Because, you know, they're... Uh, there's something you can build on, like we were building the character yesterday. You can build, you know, really unique mini boss champions. The same way we built that, that dark hunter. I, I don't know, Hasin, Luna. I don't know. Are you the sorrowful moon? The same way we built him. You could build really cool champions. You know, if he couldn't be slowed. But he couldn't be hasted. So if he couldn't accept buffs, but he couldn't be debuffed, then 
his whole point was he would knock you out. I don't know. The other thing is, what if it was more like, you know, with, when you fight a lich, you got to find his phylactery. So he's kind of immune until you can find that. What if there were like mechanics like that for like a champion? And I don't mean, uh, I mean just like that, but similar, you know. Uh, you see big boy Frankenstein, he's, Mike Tyson's going to come and knock you out. He can't be debuffed because he's immune. And you gotta you got to try to find... He's tethered somehow to something, right? There's some kind of control. I don't know. But what if what if someone had a skill, like a spot skill, and they could auto-detect where, you know, whoever was controlling him was? And so, 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 I, don't, I don't mean like a, like a robot, but, like, but what if it's like a mage? And this thing is going to do his bidding but it's like his toy too so like the mage uses the champion like a toy in combat so he doesn't have to do any dirty work but if the mage wasn't controlling the toy the toy would still want to harm the player so so what if there's like you know so there's a hidden mage somewhere you know if you had spot or true seeing or you know what I'm saying something but what if we flip that you know we flip the script a little bit and, and we made it um a spot search type thing, you know. I mean, that's kind of interesting, right? I mean, this guy's coming to you, he's knocking you, like, and all he does is knock the party members out one by one. That's all he does. Now, you'd be having to fight regular enemies while this is happening. But you, I mean, I'm just literally making this up off a, off a cop, but I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to spice up the, just the combat just in general and I know a lot of players don't want it because a lot of players just want to hit one button get the XP and I am with you there because the TR train is long but then there's some parts of me that's like man this is like I don't know it gets like so zergy and rushy it would be fun at least for a couple of the encounters you know like if we like went halfway through the quest and then hey hey there's a big encounter like let's slow your roll we got to make sure we have you know everybody here because we got to deal with this thing or that thing and even if it was like just a small strategy type thing like that like you got to find the controller of the toy before you can damage it or affect the toy and that kind of would be kind of fun but you would need a lot a lot of stuff like that you'd need like I don't know like how many random champions I have now you'd probably have to double that Maybe not. But there's a lot of quests. And once uh, once we beat this thing the first thousand times, we're going to have it down pat. So, you know, the more, the more you can swap them out, the better. But I was listening also, because there's another issue with all these mob ideas and enemy, enemy mob ideas. And the, some of the guys were saying that it's the spawning of the mobs into the quest after it's begun that can cause lag on the servers. Now see, this is what I mean. I don't know anything about this stuff. So I'm taking it on face value. If that's the case, I have this idea about traps. We had a lot of traps and a lot of quests, but none of them 
Very few of them alert the enemy to the player's presence in the dungeon. I, I just don't understand why that's not the case. None of the traps trigger an ambush. I'm kind of baffled by it at any rate. Uh, so I, I really think that should happen. If you set off a trap, you should be ambushed, right? I mean, that, that's what would happen. That's what a DM would pretty much do. And if he didn't do it, there'd be a reason. He, it's because he's holding something in a room somewhere that's going to really... They're already waiting for you, you know? That's the only reason why I wouldn't do it right then. So... So that's the that's the rub. How do you make it more fun, more challenging, quote unquote? But then balance that against people still want to go fast. You know, let me let me just give you an anecdote from when I first came back to the game a little while ago. Let me take you back to when Ravenloft came out. It was probably like a year after Ravenloft came out, but I finally got around to log it in. So this is many years ago. And I made a guy that was a wizard and a cleric. I gave him a level of fighter. And um, I hated uh, the idea of Reaper, and I just played everything on Elite. I'm, this guy was really fun to play. He had a ton of AC, he had a shield, he had the shield bash, took a bunch of shield bash feats, and he was cool, you know. But he lived through each encounter, he rarely got damaged, and when he did, he could heal himself, he could crowd control, he had cool spells, you know, it was just fun to play, you know, very gish character. Very, um, very D&D. So, playing this character, and I run across some of the loot in Ravenloft, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Now, even... A year on, for me, I was—I couldn't believe they were giving people these stats. I remember farming the the fire giant caves and getting a plus four strength belt, and you know, people hounded me for months about, "Can I get that from you?" So, for me, when I saw some of these these stat things from uh, Ravenloft, I was shocked. So there, there's the. There might be problem number one, a generous DM. Uh, Standing Stone Games likes to reward its players. So I'm playing this this uh, this expansion, and I'm having a good time. I, I decide that you know, all my friends are gone from the game, man. I, I mostly play alone. Yeah, it sucks. And uh, I don't like it. I like to play with other players. And... One of the reasons why I really like to TR and I don't, I spend a lot of times doing it at the low level is because that's where I meet the most new players and um, they're willing to group with me, you know, because all the old guys, and I don't blame them, and I was the same way, even back in 2011, I was that way. You know, if I don't know you, I don't know your group, you know, because, you know, when you're in the click in DDO, like if someone has an LFM up and it's anonymous, like, you know who it is. You know, you, like, you know, oh, that's uh, so-and-so's group. How do you know? Because, I know. <laughs> you know. It's just the way it is. You know, you're connected. So when I came back, I really wanted to play Dungeons & Dragons. So that's what I just did with Ravenloft. I was reading through the story and 
seeing how they implemented it. I remember playing Death House and just exploring the whole, you know, the whole uh, the whole dungeon. It was a lot of fun, you know. And now I was playing a first life character. I just made a brand new guy. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I had a great, a great time. Until I don't know. I I I out leveled Ravenloft fairly quickly. And then some of the other quests. I remember I got to the Castle Ravenloft, and yeah, yeah, I like Dungeons and Dragons, but that was like it was uh, laborious, I guess, especially alone. It wasn't a lot of fun, so it didn't matter anyways because I that was like almost three levels over it, something like that, and. Uh, so I did some content that I was familiar with, and I still did it with, you know, you know, the sort, like, still, like, playing, like, role, not role-playing my guy, but, you know, kind of, right? And, uh, I finally got fed up with playing alone, so I joined this, uh, R1 group. And this is when I, this is why I didn't stay playing Dungeons & Dragons online. So I, I, I play a couple of quests with these guys, and... I'm playing this essentially magic tank, right? And he has a lot of AC for like level 12, you know, over 100 or very close to it, right? And he doesn't have great gear, but he's got some Ravenloft stuff and some Feywild stuff. So he's not, you know, handicapped in any way. It's been a long time since I played. And I don't know all the ins and outs, but I know how to build a tune. At least I thought I did. As soon as I hit got into Reaper, I mean, I was one hit and I was dead. My AC didn't matter. Nothing mattered. And I had been playing the game. I started the guy from level one and I got him all the way up to, I don't know, I think he's level 17 now. So this, prob this story probably happened right around level 17. Maybe 16. I think I probably got, I was holding a level and I think I probably just took it just because. But So we're probably playing level 16 quest. And I got in there on Elite and I just remember... Like getting one shotted by in melee by a reaper, and then getting rezzed, and there was no reaper, so I, you know, get right back into the front lines again, and all of a sudden I'm just getting destroyed by arrows and spells, and none of my defenses work at all. And on elite, it's like I can, it's like it works, you know, like my my build works. But now it doesn't work in Reaper. And I, uh, my experience with that as, and that's coming, and so, you know, I've got a, a you know, I've like eight lives away from racial completionist now, and I've got, you know, the class completionist thing and the epic completionist. So I've, I, I'm not like really proficient with the game. I don't know all there is to know, but I can, I can get through a quest and, and I understand the numbers. It's just, I was shocked at the disparity. It wasn't like I was, you know, my guy was being tested. He it was like, none of his defenses mattered. None of them. And this is a, a few years ago now. So probably they, they've made some adjustments. In fact, I know they, somebody was talking about, they just recently adjusted, a, a, did a melee pass on the Reaper so they hurt hurt melees less but that feeling of 
it was, you know, I was struggling at one point completing quests because I just, you know, I didn't want to take the time to read the DDO wiki. If I couldn't figure it out, I just wanted to move on because I don't have a lot of time to spend. I just wanted to enjoy my time. And I didn't, I didn't want to have to work. I had played DDO like that in a work type fashion where I was going to get all the raid loot and all the best stuff. I didn't want to go through that again. And then I was kind of forced to try Reaper because that's the only way I could get a group. And uh, how that compounded my attitude and my, my outlook on the game was very, very negative because here you are playing solo for you know 14 levels pretty much and then doing great for the most part except running into some uh, quest big 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 quest you know Castle Ravenloft is a big area and you know, if you don't know what you're doing in there it can take a long time or it can take five minutes so you know and I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't want to figure it out didn't have time I just wanted to have fun and uh, I moved on and got into a group got into a group first fight and I got one shotted <laughs> You know, and, and, and just think about the, the psychology behind that, right? So, like, here I've, I'm, uh, you know, nobody knows who I am, but, like, I'm returning to the game, right? Like, re, you know, like reclaiming my place among the player, player base, and uh, you know, I'm doing great. I've got this great build. I can't believe it works. It's great. It's wicked fun. Wicked, wicked fun. And then the first quest I, I play, I get this great loot, swing my big sword, and that thing just fucking bitch laughs me right in the... Right in the death so that was pretty that was pretty rugged I stuck it out for I think one more quest after that and once I realized that it, had, it wasn't just the reapers it was the whole system the whole reaper system because the reaper system is designed you know to fill out the trees and then, then you can be overpowered then your build can work now that's not entirely true because you can you can game that system, but you have to be uh, well versed in DDO and well versed with some gear. So, I think it's not fair for anyone to suggest that you can beat Reaper another way, even though you can. And I concede the point. I don't think it's fair to say that a, a new player or someone that's newer and not experienced um, could do that because I don't think you could re even probably read about it and and, and do it because it would take so much time and I think that's what I'm afraid of and that's you know because I wanted it, my next episode here I wanted it to be four new players you know and as I'm talking about this and as I'm thinking about it that that's that reaper system the TR system and I'm thinking about all the numbers that I already knew and all the numbers I had to learn to try to to try to play Reaper effectively. And and I wouldn't say I mean it's fine if you want to say Reaper ten is end game for me. I feel like R one is is it. Like I don't I don't buy the Reaper system. So you know I do R one for the XP. But I, I feel bad for the new player. Because how do you streamline... You know, 3.5 is, is very fun 
very fun system but 3.5 in a video game that's translated into 3.5 that's now been around for 17 years is it's very complicated and then when you start adding your own house rules with the PRR and the MRR it gets very very complicated and I mean, what are we how can I help someone stay and play in the game what can I talk to them about in an hour that's gonna that's gonna keep them interested and then not just bore them to death it's exciting when people get hooked on DDO people get hooked on DDO because they have some success somebody helps them they have a little bit more success and then they start figuring things out and then it starts they start applying that knowledge and it works and then they really start they start doing it more and more and more until they wow 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 they get you know it's really they get the knowledge apply it, get the knowledge apply it, get the knowledge apply it, and then they reach a certain point of knowledge and application that they're able to handle some random and chaotic circumstances that they haven't and they feel really confident they just get hooked they get hooked inevitably um, something changes and something happens and they because they care so much because it takes so much time investment to get to a competency to a competent level with DDO you, you, you understand why isn't it easy to see why a player gets upset when things change fundamentally about the game world or their character I mean it takes so long to grind out some of this stuff it takes so long to get some of these pieces of gear to drop to learn where they are so I, I, and some of them don't you know not every there's all thousands of people that play the game and they don't all you know, look for Strimtom's build repository. They just don't all do that. And even if they did it, you know, they, they're going to have to learn how to, you know, extrapolate the information and apply it to their certain situation is they probably don't have the gear or the knowledge to, maybe even not even the X-Packs and races. Man, I know there are builds out there for free-to-play players, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying there aren't. What I'm saying is, to become competent is such a big climb, and to have it, to have, to have that that structure just completely destroyed by, by going into Reaper. I don't know. To me, it's just uh, silly. You know, I was uh, watching a stream today and some new players came in and it was awesome to see new players because you really want to encourage them. Because it's a great game. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer or a negative Nancy. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of having this conversation because I can't solve it, man. I don't know. And maybe if we got our heads together, we could throw some ideas together. So I think in this in this little interaction I saw with a new player you know they 
they mentioned that they were doing everything on hard and you know everybody encouraged them of course because we have a great community here but we all know that the difference between hard and elite is pretty big but it's not as big as elite to reaper and the reason for that is because hard to elite like all the numbers still work they need to be a little bit better but they all still work you know the difference between hard and elite is you gotta you know have a solid build you can't put all your intelligence you can't have a high intelligence in your barbarian for you know elite you know, you gotta have some strength not a lot but some and I, I would submit that they even it seems like elite's been made easier um, than it was I even feel that Reaper has been made easier than what it was when it first came out. But that's uh, that's kind of something I never really think about, you know, how much time it takes to learn the game, all the different things about the game, and then can you imagine like if if that happens to a new player, if a new player has that type of experience where they're just you know that maybe they know a little bit about Dungeons and Dragons, or they're a great RPG guy, and they know they get they get around building an AC tune and or some kind of of, uh, of character, and then it just one day it just stops working. Nothing works. The spells don't work. The attacks don't work. Just don't work. You know, welcome to Reaper. I don't know. It seems kind of cheap to me. And I know there are guides out there and stuff. It's just, it seems so, it's like so much a surmountable hill. And that's why I, I think that Reaper is a total failure. And and that's why I, I think I want to spend some time just thinking about the enemy. And, and, you know, what makes a great hero is a great enemy. And I think, and if I spend some time thinking about that, maybe... I don't know, maybe, maybe it will help. I don't know. Definitely talking about it probably helps. So anyways, I was thinking for the traps to go back to, circle back to that a little bit. You know, I think traps should have ambushes. But if you have to spawn the monsters in, that will create lag. So I think maybe just, what if you place them there and it, invisible undetectable state until the trap goes off and then they activate to so be like statues essentially until the trap goes off if the trap goes off then they activate and they just be like invisible you know they'd be invisible and then boom. to the player it would seem oh well where did those guys come from but yeah something like that where you're you know the players have to deal with a something that uh you know knocks them out and you get up all kinds of different ones i mean what if you had one what if you had one that was similar to that you had these like like special wizards like uh you because you could come up with a faction you could go to the everon lord and come up with like a faction of these guys right and you could work them into the story but what if there was one in so so we'll, we'll call them this the wizard and the toy and the toy will be the great be, be the great giant hammer stone golem giant troll that the wizard pilots right 
It has to be close for whatever reason, for magic reasons, right? For it to work. So there's one that like he just he's immunity buffs and he he knocks you out. And when I mean he knocks you out, I mean your screen goes black, right? Like you get like affected by the blind spell, and it doesn't matter if you have blindness immunity because you've been knocked out, <laughs> right? Your eyes are closed. That's why it's black. And it'd be cool, like you know, you could be knocked out for say three seconds. There could be a debuff. You could look into the D- Dungeons and Dragons rules and find a debuff from that that we could that we could apply, you know. To players briefly, so you know a three-second knockout with a say a five-second slow, uh, you know a ten-second penalty to you know double strike and uh, movement and attack speed. You know, you could just do stuff, and it hasn't been long, but like a fifteen-second total debuff where your guy's pretty much um, if he doesn't get healed, say or something like that, right? He's he's kind of out of the fight. But what if there was another one that um teleported people around the map now that <laughs> would be kind of fun so you'd really want to find the wizard quick right because you wouldn't because what if you like you know not you know never split the party right now all you guys are you know, different sides of the map that would be kind of funny um, but that would be kind of fun too right that would be cool what if there was um so what if in you know there was a place that they could teleport you to that you know kind of was you know like like a prison cell type thing, right? Or like a you know what I'm saying? Like it was another encounter. It was an extended encounter, essentially. You know, where it would the teleport was just the beginning, and now the punishment really begins, right? That's what I mean. And it would be cool. Maybe he could teleport two at a time or something. That would be kind of fun. But those kinds of things, like that's that's a different. And I've only just recently started thinking about this. Like I said, I was thinking about it on the ride home, and I had a totally different episode planned, but I just can't help but think uh, of a way to put my team members to use and for them to have fun. Because it's not fun to just lower their power and or raise the monster, you know, DR or HP. That's not... What's interesting is is having to solve problems in the combat but not necessarily puzzle problems combat problems okay so we, we don't want them necessarily to be a puzzle we just want them to be a combat puzzle which is different because combat puzzle puzzles always can be brute forced <laughs> but it should be painful to brute force So I think that stuff like... So the only two, I guess, that I came up with off the top for this conversation is, you know, like a Mike Tyson type thing where it knocks you out and then you debuffed a little bit. And then um, one that kind of teleports you around the map. Then you could... I mean, and you know, you know, you know, pro players are already thinking, what if you, you know, you teleport past it in a section you're not supposed to and it breaks the game, doesn't spawn something... You know, past a blue door or a locked door. What if it, you know, teleports you to somewhere like uh, in the bottom lava pit and chains of flame? Nobody can come and get you. Um, so I, you would have to maybe there might have to be you know locations programmed in like to shrines about around the quest. Like you just get teleported to shrines around the quest. It doesn't seem dangerous or anything, but it probably puts you off um, 
puts you off a quest. But it'd be cool too if something like that were to occur and then as you guys gather up and head back through the parts of the dungeon you already cleared, that maybe there's different types of patrols or different enemies there now. You know, like that the quest you responded, you know, the enemies responded to your presence. So instead of, you know, just spawning like more kobolds, maybe there's the kobolds are f like fully armored and the the shamans now are uh, casting maybe an, an additional spell or two that really really mess with the players. And and these are just repopulated throughout the dungeon, you know, that would be kind of fun. Definitely Definitely stuff like that I think would be fun. Because like, I think, because I want to see my other, the, my fellow teammates, the people that I party with, happy. I want to see them happy. And they're, it doesn't matter. They don't care. I mean, it doesn't matter. When we I play R1 in these TR groups, I don't give you crap who has the most kills. You know? Yeah, it's fun to zerg and get it over with. But get the XP, right, quickly. But it's not, I don't care. And I know some people still do, and that's that's good. And some people are eager to, to, to show everybody that they can. You know, sorcerers, and now I guess blade druids uh, would maybe be the, the big culprit to that. But I think that's, the, that's kind of the nature of the beast. But I want to see that guy happy, and that's not making him happy. What make it? What's going to make him happy is um, having his combat meaningful, and it, meaningful combat is it, it always involves neutralizing a threat, and it's always best when you're protecting someone else or acting in concert with someone else to protect the group. So I don't really, you know, I don't really, I don't really have anything further except to say I was running one of the quests in the Lord's of Dust Chain, the one with the demon, you know, you go to the Underdark and see the drow and you chase him through those two portals. And I was watching these guys. I'm on my Acolyte and I love it. I love the Acolyte. absolutely love it. So, I apologize. Excuse me. I am. Um, yeah, I'm watching these guys, and they're getting like, you know, their kills are almost in the hundreds because they're going off and just destroying everything because they, they're just destroying everything so fast. And they're not satisfied. They're not fulfilled. You know. And that the last episode we had with character creation, that was a fulfilling episode for me. Even though I didn't even log into DDO and make the character and play it, it was still fulfilling. That's theater of the mind. That's what Dungeons and Dragons specializes in. Taking you on a journey. And uh, we've got the the tech. DDO is a great game. There's tons of content. There's tons of tons of worlds and Tons of quests to explore, tons of weapons, tons of gear to get, tons of builds to make. Different ways to, you know, kill enemies. But the combat has become 
you know, everybody describes it as whack-a-mole, and uh, it's less than that, you know? Because the mobs, they don't even have a chance, you know? And that's, so why is, like, Reaper, Reaper 10, and I know for some people Reaper 10's easy, but why are those, why are those more engaging? They're more engaging because a lot of times the Reapers are very quick to act. And they can teleport. So that that puts that applies a certain amount of pressure to the combat, certain amount of urgency. And when we were running, so to to backtrack that into an R1 quest, where you know Reaper spawns every so often, which is great. I don't I don't. I don't think that's a good mechanic and I don't think the Reaper system's good but I think this is why people think it works because of the way the Reapers are designed right so they move and they can teleport whereas if we're going through a quest and we know that there's like seven or eight dretches that spawn you know I've already got two AoE spells one that's gonna crowd control and do damage one that's gonna do damage and then I'm gonna throw whatever SLAs I got for free mana to try to get as many kills as I can. And they're not going to have a chance because I'm going to have Quicken on, I'm going to have everything on, and I'm going to unload on them. They're just going to sit there and they're going to have to make save after save while I kite them or backpedal or crowd control them some more. Or, or my fellow party members come in and start dumping their stuff, which is what will probably happen. Now, if one Reaper spawns there in Reaper mode... He's just going to get caught up in all that AoE and die. And I've only played R6 and R10 a couple of times. So I'm not familiar with all the different types of Reapers. So I'm sorry if I can't tell you which ones I've run into. But I know I've seen most of them. And they're much more deadly. And it's and it's just... It's their reaction time. You know, they ignore the player's actions. And then ignore what the player does. And the player's forced to deal with them the reapers on on the reapers terms that's the urgency that kind of gets created and the stakes are high because it says right in reaper mode that it's unfair so you prepare for some bad luck but i but i think the lesson there is is to bring urgency back to combat you need you need to surprise the player you know, I, mean, I don't know how you, how you do that. I don't because you're gonna have mundane fights like that where you, you run into a group of six cobalts five times at a quest and you just murder them. How often do you want to slow the player down with a some type of combat puzzle, and what does that combat puzzle look like? You know, DDO isn't um, Dark Souls. I wish it was, but it's not. So there's, you know, I understand the struggle as uh, probably as someone who creates uh, bad guys and, and puts them in there. It's got to be difficult. But I think that's going to be that's going to be the challenge. Is how how do you come up with? I think it would be really fun. I think you could even do looking at the lore books. That's where you're going to get your your ideas obviously but I think that would be that would be really fun that's the I think that would be the 
the fun thing is coming up with with newer enemies that people are afraid of. That used to happen, you know. Remember when Thrino was kind of end game before, you know, before uh, I don't know. It was end game for a while, and I, I remember that you get to a part sometimes, and the Mephits and those Reavers would spawn, and when we had to deal with one or two Reavers at once, and we were all level ten, and nobody had a plus four item, right? And nobody had death block, and, and there was no such thing as for it. I don't think back then. It was just you had forty, you didn't. <laughs> and um, you know, back then it was uh, you, those things were dangerous, man. We had plans, and I remember, I remember I got incapped, and then the wizard was getting chased by Mephits, and he's throwing lightning bolts, and it was cool because he's retreating, and you know the fighters in there, he's trying to do his thing. We ended up winning this battle. It was crazy that we won it, but it was a lot, a lot of fun. It was crazy hectic. But, you, you know, I I don't know, because you don't... The difficult thing and the difficult... The difficult thing is just... Uh, I think you just want to come up with the a cool bad guy to fight. I don't think you should worry about what the players have to do to defeat it. And what I mean by that is with the Reaper system, right? The developers had to worry about how you were going to beat it. So they gave you Reaper trees. And what good did that do? Yeah, I mean, it's another reward, but it's you gave them the same problem that they had on Elite that they solved with gear and raid gear that made Elite easy. And now you gave them Reaper mode, and now Reaper trees made Reaper mode easy. So, and I get that Reaper mode, you know, getting a lot of Reaper XP could be a grind, but it's just, you see the concept, it's not working. We have to come up with some type of scenarios that, when encountered, kind of force the player to react to them, respond. Because right now, the only thing I ever respond to is I took damage, I start healing, I prep before, so I, I don't, if I take damage, I have a minute or two to think. But, I'm not reacting to the enemy at all. Not like I used to, you know. Those fire giants in the fire caves, I talk about fire farming those, that, that was deadly, man. That was... Those things were tough. They had fireballs and scorching ray. And I remember the first time I was able to go toe-to-toe when -to -toe I felt so awesome. But it, I didn't enter it in like, I mean, we are entering on Elite, but it wasn't like, you know, I don't, you know, it's just, to me, it just seems like, uh, the, the, like the levels of difficulty become they separate us as players psychologically even though uh, like I said even though everybody's very nice and supportive of new players um, it separates us needlessly because this the problem that the new player has is compounded because of their lack of knowledge and experience with DDO but it's the same problem that the, the, the veteran had, but it's solved. Solved because he has the Reaper points. Solved because he has the Reaper. 
and that's the I think the the appeal of hard of hardcore is that you know that it brings that kind of level of randomness back where you know if you fail an, a lightning bolt save by one of those shamans you could die you know, you, you could die and ba- and that, that's how it was when the game came out if anybody was around if anybody listens to this it's around you'll shake your head yeah I mean yeah 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 that's the way it was so when you could get like plus 10 resistance like you were probably going to live if you failed your save you know, you definitely, if you had evasion, you were going to live because you can take half damage and you get the 10 points off. So, yeah, that's um, that's a lot of fun. But I think it all comes down to just creating meaningful encounters, meaningful combat encounters, not just you know, smash and grab ones or big, bigger and bigger mobs. But that could, that might have to be part of the tactic, you know. Um, sometimes what's chaotic in the battlefield is not being able to find the enemy you're looking for. And, you know, if you're, say, you're, you have an encounter that's, doesn't have one of the toys and the wizards, but maybe it has a, couple of newer champions that have a couple of spells that are pretty deadly and can crowd control the you know maybe strip the magic items off or do something to the player just remove the player's buffs you know I think that would be uh, that would be cool I think a good change now that we're talking about buffs I think a good change would be um, all the resistance buffs that the guild ships offer can be dispelled. That would be that would be all right because that brings back a level of uh, of urgency. You know, you pay you have to pay attention to that. That's good. I, you know, you can't have all the buffs go off because you know you want the experience buffs and all the other stuff. You you don't want them to keep most of the stuff but I think the resistance buffs you know the because the, players essentially become the funny thing is there was a crowd that complained about evasion so there were some changes made and now it's like no like if you're a veteran player you played around a little bit like no spells can damage any player at any level almost until you get to reaper and that's that's foolish you know that's that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. The only person that's getting affected by spells at level four is the brand new player who doesn't have a guild and doesn't know that he can buy pots somewhere. You know, then that's you know that's you can't use that as a basis or an argument that hey they you know they are still pretty deadly. No, I, I think those those kind of buffs should be able to be dispellable. But that's not, you know, that's just one kind of avenue of uh, of challenge. This this whole thing of challenge and, and 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 it's not really challenge, right? It's meaningful combat. It's meaningful expressions of violence. <laughs> this is what we're after. It really is. I mean, it sounds kind of stupid, but you're looking for 
you know, say there's three of us in that big room in that four corner room and you're looking for, I want to look over at the other guy and I see him about to engage two enemies and he doesn't see the thing that's coming for him. And I, because of the type of enemy it is, I can only do like maybe one or two things to, to buy my teammate time to protect him. And that's, that's what I mean. Those kinds of, those kinds of scenarios should come back. And I kind of think the only way to, another way to uh, promote that is not letting people die in the quest. Like, like penalizing the, the party greatly for, for people dying. Now we used to have that, remember we had death XP penalty, and then we had, you lost XP on um, on your mission completion if you died. But I think it should be more than that. I think it should make you you wanted like you wanted to take longer. You would want the quest to take longer if someone died. And more enemy in combat, you know, all this stuff. But there's got to be a balance there too, right? So you would want to slow progress through the dungeon if somebody dies. You can resurrect them, bring them back to life, and still play, but you want to slow that, have a lot more meaningful encounters now on the map for them to get to the end of the dungeon. So you'd want to, you'd want to reward that too. And I think... Uh, you know, there should be a, you know, DDO is famous for, you know, create new currency. I don't see why this couldn't be a currency thing as well, where, you know, if you survived a certain, you know, traps could be one, like, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, WoW has those skull levels in their things, their, like, their mythic dungeons. So, not not thinking of, of that specifically for DDO. What I'm saying is, so what if you just had difficulty la like a difficulty ladder, and it was like one to five kind of thing. And if a player sets off a trap, that's level one. If a player takes damage from a trap, it goes from level one to level two. Like right away, it's level two. And then if a player dies, it goes to level three. And then if another player dies, it's level five. You know, so it would jump up two levels. Or how about how about this? If a player sets up a trap, it's level one. If a player is damaged by a trap, it's two levels. And then if someone dies, it's level three. And then once they're resurrected, it goes to level four. That that seems like it would be fair. But you'd still want to resurrect that person. And you still have to see. You'd have to. You have to penalize them that if they don't raise a guy, it's definitely going to go up, like up significantly, like to five or six. And they only have a you know, maybe a certain amount of time to res that ally. That actually would be that actually sounds like it'd be pretty fun. If like so, if you died and they had say gave them I don't know seven minutes, 
right? And now because they died, the quest is significantly harder. So say if you if a player dies, it just automatically goes to level three, and then once they res, they're at level four, and then you only have one level before you hit the the hardest dungeon level. So stuff like that, I think, is. And I know because I, I know the issue with that now is that spawning in monsters cause lag. So I think the maybe a way to get around that is to store them store them somewhere, even as invisible statues on the map that are you know they're completely clippable. You can walk right through them. You don't even know they're there until you know the uh, the alert level goes up. I don't know what you would call it, but something like that. So, I I, I kind of just rambled. I just uh, kind of just told you of the experience I had tonight, and it's not that the game's not fun. I love the game. I love the game, but I think the combat's not meaningful. And I think the thing that's interesting, the dichotomy there, is that they're coming out with archetypes, and and they're coming out with the ability to make really meaningful characters expressed in meaningful ways, but the combat stale because it's because of all the buffs and the rewards and the loot that players have and they're gonna have to th I think probably think outside the box to try to try to engage the player again whether that's um trap doors and stuff remember the and like the rain's a great quest because those green floors, you know, the green floors that dropped and then you drop down there. Nobody ever wanted to drop down there. You know, when we were level 12, that was certain death. And sometimes, depending on the level of group you're with, I ain't going down to get you because I'm going to die too. So those, that's what I mean. Like that, that level of, uh, of difficulty, you know, but it wasn't, um, you know, I had tunes that had good AC that make it, make, take a hit or two in there. It's, it's one that could just knock a hit at all, but it's just, it's still sometimes just too dangerous. You know, it just, you're, there's too much at risk. You know, how many enemies are down there? You know, one, you know, are you immune to crits? What happens if you fail a save? You know, because you know you're going to run into a mummy, he's going to hit you with mummy rot. He neg levels you. What if you get cool touch or whatever he's going to do and now you're dead? And that's what I, and so. <laughs> No, but I guess we could, I could talk forever about it, but, you know, AC was a great, a great defense, but it wasn't the end-all be-all back then. I, you still had to be careful. The difference is I played a ranger, so I just take the shield off and whip out my bow and many shot that thing. But I, I wouldn't put myself in a small room with it where I couldn't kite it, you know, that would be dumb. So if you fell through the floor, chances are you'll probably stay in there, at least back then. So that's, you know, I mean, that's this is a good topic for people to discuss, you know, I mean, because we, we want meaningful combat experiences that make us feel like we can trust one another as, as party members. And we don't have that. In fact, we have kind of the opposite of that. Because everybody's running ahead of everybody else to try to get kills. And I know you have your sections of group where, well, we wait for everybody and, you know, we you know we make sure everybody's here. And that's good, but it doesn't mean that your combat encounters are meaningful. You're still running into the same combat counters. You're just doing it slower. 
it doesn't make it more meaningful because it's slower but I understand they're at least trying I mean that 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 type of philosophy is good because you're at least trying to you know enjoy the uh, the company of the party you know which is admirable but in the Dungeons and Dragons game the combat's meaningful when you're when your back is kind of against the wall and, and, and you're trying to save somebody else so I don't know if that makes any sense or if that's worthy content to be talking about I don't I'm hoping that you know it, it generates a conversation about it because you know I know people like Reaper mode but it's time to think really what it is you know the, the, they you know, the Reapers ignore rules and uh, they break the rules they operate outside of them and they're not immune to everything I, I get it but some you know it's they they're allowed to break the rules is what's what puts the player under some urgency and that most of the quests I mean unless you could do something to the AI the mobs all of them that are in place all over the the game I don't know how you would uh, how you'd go about making it meaningful without not without not adding anything new I think you'd have to add something new I think you could warn the players. I think you could have two, probably two or three. Definitely, I'd say the minimum would be two meaningful combats in a given quest. And then probably three. Three to five for the longer ones. I, th I think that would be fun. I just don't know how to do it. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I think... The mobs can't just sit there and be, be bullet sponges. Just right. They have to be able to react to us. And then, since they're only AI, they have to sometimes get an unfair advantage. And it's not just that they can infinitely cast spells or you know never be interrupted casting a spell. It's, um, you're going to have to give them some other type of advantage. And that's partly, you know, that's partly is on SSG's fault for just the same reasons I mentioned. Is they don't, you know, mobs in a Dungeon Dragons pen and paper game, they do have concentration checks. You know, they gotta pass them, and the mobs here don't. So the, 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 there's a couple of things that, you know, had they been addressed early on, it could have slowed this progression at any rate. But we're here now. There's no reason to look back only reason to look forward and maybe uh, maybe this is a good thing because maybe you know maybe what comes out something comes good from it so meaningful combat how do you make meaningful combat I think the wizard and the toy thing would be fun get knocked out or teleported around the map would be kind of funny it'd be kind of funny if like they teleported you like to the top of the vault of night and dropped your ass down to storm reach that would be funny I don't know how you'd get XP for the quest, but it still would be funny. 
Because I can imagine the guy screaming. He's like, oh, shit. I can fucking see the planet. <laughs> it's below me. That would be funny. That could be a thing they do, you know. They they could they could do that. They could um that could be a, a death scene, you know, and then uh they you know, the party has to try to find your stone and resurrect you in seven minutes. I think that would be fun. All right, guys. Nobody's talking back, so I... It's just me here. Well, to the future audience and the past audience, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I hope you've enjoyed your stay here in my humble abode. I wish you the best for the rest of the day, and I'll, I'll probably be seeing you tomorrow. I am pretty tired, though. So I might take tomorrow off. Anyways, if you get if you, if you think of some good ideas or think of a idea, you know, post that on the forums, man. I'd love to read it. All right. Well, have a good day, guys. Thank you so much for your time.